the season of Lent is a time to take a very hard, honest look at ourselves so that we can make progress. It's a time of, of penance, purification, which is preparation. It's not a time for self-condemnation. It's not a time for self-rejection. It's not unhealthy psychology. It's, it's honesty, which is the root of humility. Now, this is not an easy process, but I think it's important to understand the right way to do this and the wrong way. And I think this will help us understand how to approach these readings as well. Uh, in today's reading, at the beginning of the reading, the, the, uh, the word of the Lord is addressed to the princes of Sodom and the people of Gomorrah. Now, it wasn't addressed to Sodom and Gomorrah. It was addressed to the people of Isaiah's own time, and he was using those harsh titles, terms, to describe the people. Sodom and Gomorrah, remember, were the most notorious evil cities of old. So when someone is accused of being from Sodom and Gomorrah, it means they're really, really perverse and wicked. Well, then, in, in uh, today's Gospel, Jesus starts to describe the importance of the role of the scribes and Pharisees. They have the authority that was given to Moses. But then he says, but don't follow their example. They are really bad at this. They're just talking without doing. They're preaching without practicing. They're, they're burdening everybody else, but they're not doing anything for others. So it's a lot of harsh language against the scribes and the Pharisees. Now, this might bring to mind what I said yesterday, that uh, yesterday's readings showed how bad we are and how good God is. And that's, of, of course, true to a certain extent. I mean, by comparison to God, uh, no one is good. And it is true that we are broken and wounded and sinful, and God is perfect and holy and almighty and all-knowing. <clears throat> the, the danger here is the, of, of taking that that kind of simplification that I used yesterday and using it as a weapon against people. Well, see how bad you are, how bad you are, how bad they are, all those bad people. And that's not the purpose of this, especially in Lent. The, the judgment that we are to level against evil is first to be directed toward ourselves. And we remember, I think this is important too, when I said yesterday how bad we are and how good God is, that's not how God looks at things. God doesn't look at us through the filter of how bad we are. When God looks at us, he sees the goal. He sees what he, what, what he wants of us and how far we will progress according to that plan. He sees the whole picture. He doesn't just see our sins. That would really be a very bad way to imagine how God looks at us because God sees past our sins. He sees how bad they are, of course. He sees what, how, what kind of obstacles they are toward the glory that he wants to shine forth from us, the obstacles to our transfiguration, but he sees past them. You might uh, think of the, the case of the sculptor who sees a, a stone. We look at a stone, it's just a big rock. It's just an ugly, irregular, cracked rock. But the sculptor doesn't see that. The sculptor sees the beautiful 
statue that can emerge from that stone. That's how God sees us. Or if you want to use the analogy of the, of the scavengers on the garbage dump, we look at the garbage dump, we say, that's, that's one smelly, ugly, corrupted pile of mess, garbage. But the, 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 the scavengers don't look at it that way. They say, there's a lot of valuable stuff here. And that's why they go there. You know, the Smoky Mountain phenomenon. And they go there because there's a lot of valuable stuff. And they sort out the good from the bad. And they throw away. They, they don't pick up what's rotten. But they pick up valuable things. And they make a living that way. So God can look at us. He doesn't just see a garbage dump. He sees something very precious. Okay, so that's, that's a way of, of starting to think about what is going on here when when uh, we read harsh words from the Lord. Just like Jesus said yesterday, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn. So God's purpose here is not simply to judge and condemn. And that's not our purpose either. Especially others, but even ourselves. We don't judge ourselves in the ultimate sense as though we're not worthy of love and not worthy of saving. We don't condemn ourselves. What we do is look with a very keen eye, with a very perceptive view of the real situation. And that's what happens in the first reading. Okay, the, I, I, Isaiah says, okay, princes of Sodom, people of Gomorrah, you're, you're, you're a mess here. But then he says, wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds. You see, the purpose of identifying what is bad is so that a, a remedial process can take place, a healing can take place. It's not just to say how sick you are. Now, it's very important to start with how sick we are. You know, the, the very first step, and this is the step that so often is not taken, is the identification of the problem. In the world of uh, addictions, they call that denial. When the alcoholic says, I don't have a problem, I don't have a drinking problem, well then, you can't do anything with a guy like that because he doesn't admit to the very problem that needs to be addressed. The first step is to say, I have a problem. That's the first step. I've, I've got a condition. I have a wound. I have a sickness. It's not a judgment in the sense of condemning judgment. It's just an accurate evaluation. Okay, so... That's what uh, Isaiah is doing here. But then you can see the spirit with which that accusation is made. Come now, let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. A real change can take place. It can't take place if you don't admit there's a problem. But once you admit there's a problem, then you can say, all right, with God's help, something can be done about this. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the land. If you refuse and resist, the sword shall consume you, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Well, that sounds like a harsh thing to say, but that's because we do a harsh thing to ourselves when we refuse to listen to the Lord, when we refuse to admit our need. Okay, the same thing is on display in the Gospel, where the scribes and the Pharisees are using their position, which is the position that they are supposed to have. They're seated on the chair of Moses. 
They're using that position not for what is good, for themselves or for others, but they're using it for popularity or for to impress or to gain personal advantage, to, to gain seats of honor, uh, to be uh, addressed with titles of respect. In other words, it's all for show. The very thing that we were warned against on Ash Wednesday, do not do your good works for people to see. Do not do your good works just for show. That's hypocrisy. And hypocrites get their re reward right away. And it's not really worth anything. Now, why does Jesus say these harsh words about the scribes and the Pharisees? Not to judge them, but to use them as an instruction for us. You see what he's saying? He's saying, this is their problem. If I were talking to them, I would correct them. But I'm talking to you, and what I'm saying to you is, don't be like that. You see the purpose of the judgment? Not so that we stand in judgment of others, but so that we change. We don't live like this. We don't put, walk around putting burdens on other people and not doing anything to help them. Just last week, we had that profound reading about the last judgment. On what criteria will we be judged? Well, what did we do for, for others? How did we help burdened people? Because whatever we did to even the least burdened, needy person, we did for Jesus himself. So the reason why Jesus is critical of the scribes and Pharisees is because they're not doing any good for anybody, including for themselves. And so they're at risk of a very harsh judgment. But the purpose of saying this is so that we change. And the purpose for this kind of judgment, this kind of evaluation of problems, is so that we change. When we hear the words in yesterday's gospel, do not judge, it doesn't mean we should never make any moral evaluation or we should never distinguish good from evil or we should never point out or, or recognize when something is going wrong. That's, that's craziness. No one can live like that. God himself is judging all the time. How can he not? It's very clear to God the difference between good and evil. And it's, it should be clear to us as well. Now, we can't see things the way God can. But we are supposed to make evaluations between what is right and wrong all the time, and especially of ourselves. Now, this is where Lent comes in. What we naturally do in judging others, we're supposed to do to ourselves. Where, where do we see in ourselves this tendency to be hypocrites, this, this uh, tendency to, to uh, gloss over our wrongdoing? And then with that clear, honest evaluation, then we say, Lord, help me. Lord, let's make this right. Let's let, help me to, to leave behind this selfishness, this pride, this arrogance, this judgment, this, this self-serving, this use of my, my advantages for myself. Help me to get past this, Lord. I can, I, I'm admitting I have this problem. Now help me to change. And then what happens? Well, Jesus says, 
Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. That's why we humble ourselves. It's not a game. It's not pretending. We're actually saying, this is my real condition. I really need help. Lord, help me. And then he's the one who exalts us. 